Welcome to the Network Marketing Heroes Podcast, hosted by 40-year network marketing veteran, author of best-selling books, The Four-Year Career, and Mach 2 with Your Hair on Fire, and world-renowned speaker, Richard Bliss Brook. When it comes to success in network marketing, who better to learn from than leaders who have actually done it? Listen as Richard interviews top leaders and gives you a behind-the-scenes look at how they did it. You'll get incredible tips and duplicable actions you can do right now to build your own four-year career. Stay tuned after this episode for an exclusive discount code to get 10% off Richard's easy-to-use tools that will help propel your network marketing business to the next level at blissbusiness.com. Hi, this is Richard Brook with Bliss Business, and I have the honor tonight to interview Mark Januski, who has labeled himself, bizarrely enough, the world's laziest networker. And I've been tapped into Mark now for a few months. I actually had the opportunity a couple of months ago to visit him and his home on Kauai and the, high, the Hawaiian Islands, and I can assure you He's not a lazy networker. He's just a brilliant marketer. But he's been involved in networking and speaking and training since 1993. I'm going to give you just a thumbnail sketch of his story, and then we're going to dive into what Mark is doing uh, post-building empires of network marketing, what he's doing to coach and train and support and inspire people from all companies uh, all around the globe, to build their own empire. That's what this series is about, because I'm out there looking for people that, yes, they've probably built some empires in network marketing, but what they're focused on now is sharing their wisdom and their experience uh, and their brilliance with people from all companies. And so he's, you know, I'm going to just like drill down, have him tell a little bit about his story, and then uh, uh, we're going to talk about some of his philosophies and some of the things he's doing. So first of all, uh, Mark got involved in, in network marketing as a network marketer in the 1980s, and he failed five times in the 80s. And then he, in 1993, he found himself raising two kids on his own, took a massive cut in pay, and then he took a lo another look at network marketing. And he built very successfully in a company called Market America. That's about a $500 million a year company, been around about – 20 years. Mark became one of the top 50 earners in that company within two years, and he retired in 1997. He was named uh, top trainer of the year in 1998 out of 80,000 candidates. He got back in the industry in Zango in 2004, and in 12 months hit 100,000 select, climbing into the top 50 earners from over a million reps worldwide. Today, Mark is semi-retired, living beachfront in Kauai, one of the Hawaiian islands, in a, just a beautiful place that's just a spiritual mecca in the world. And, you know, I guess if you get financially free, one of the first things you might think about doing is where's paradise for you and pack up and move there. And uh, that's uh, what Mark and the beautiful Davine did moved to, to Kauai, a stunning place. So what Mark's been doing in Kauai for the last few years is coaching 
and leading and inspiring network marketers from all over the globe through a couple of programs that he created. One of them is called the, Master, uh, the Mastermind Alliance, based on the book, The Master Key to Riches. And he'll talk about that. I'm going to ask him some questions about that, what that program is all about. And that's basically a transformational program. Then he also has a specific building program called Go 90 Grow, which he's going to talk about. And both of these are massively successful. So Mark, welcome to Bliss Business, to this uh, the first of a series of calls that's all about talking to people who are inspiring tens of thousands of people in hundreds of companies around the globe in network marketing. Welcome to the call. Well, thank you. It's really fantastic to be here. And uh, the way that you and I hooked up was through uh, a mutual friend of ours, which is a, just a wonderful little networking story, uh, Tom uh, Big Al Schreider. And um, what really got my attention was bliss. You know, and that you're called Bliss Industries, and it's Richard Bliss Brooks, because one of the things that I found about succeeding and failing, not just in business but in life, is what's your bliss. So when I thought Al was kidding, when I looked at the site, I said, <laughs> is, 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 is this just a big, big Al pull my leg thing that they put this fake Richard Bliss up here, you know, and so uh, – that's really what uh, I'm doing these days is helping people help themselves. And I think that's a, a, a big distinction that I do want to make and be really clear about. In the final analysis, there are no gurus. There are no teachers. There isn't anybody that's going to make anybody else successful. We're the only teachers that we have. So what we try to do and what we developed, Richard, was creating what we like to call the law of environment. If you create the right environment in your mind, the things that belong there will show up uh, because Mother Nature always emerges victorious. And a lot of people, I think, forget that we're part of nature. Ogmandino was pretty clear about it, that we're not only part of it, but we're nature's greatest miracle. And the greatest mechanism on the planet is between our ears. So if we can set up the right environment in our mind, then the things that belong there show up there. And ultimately, the only real teacher that Frank or Jerry or Louise or, 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 or Mabel would have is themselves. The information's out there. The question is, can you discern the BS from the real thing? And is it going to serve a purpose for other people and by extension, help you live or follow your bliss? So that's really what the master key uh, course is all about and um, if you'd like I can get into a little detail about how that all came about but um, that's really what we're doing today it's yeah. been a passion and that's why I did network marketing the about 97 you know there were four companies in between Zango and uh, Market American we were top earners or top pin levels and all of those companies and you know, we, we figured out that what we were learning in the network marketing industry was being taught by wonderful people uh, that just weren't building on sound business principles, you know, like you have. And um, you, you did one of the big draws and interests that I have in what you're doing, and I was talking to Sarah before you got on the call 
are the wonderful continuity and consistency, and you don't have 70 different tools for sale or 40 that you see on a lot of these sites. The business isn't that complicated, <laughs> you know. Why do you need, you know, one of the ways, folks, that you can distinguish between who you should invest your time and money is if there's more than 10 tools there, you're probably wasting your time or money because it means the first ones they put out didn't create momentum, didn't get results for people. The business isn't that complicated. We call people up, whether you're in direct sales or network marketing, we show them our stuff, and we collect the decision. And once to join us, we show them how to do those three things. It's not that complicated. But that's really what we're doing today is trying yeah. to uh, – divorce ourselves from, quote-unquote, the self-help industry uh, and really present a totally different slant on how people actually uh, can emerge as heroes in their own lives. Uh, that's actually the mantra or uh, mission generally that we have here at the Master Key Mastermind Alliance is satisfied members who become heroes in their own lives. And make no mistake about it, they do the work. We don't. That's the key. Does that make sense? What impressed me, Mark, about your work and your philosophies is that um, you put it right out there that, you know, it is about people doing the work. It's about people doing the transformation. It's about the individual, uh, whether you call them a student or a participant or a client, it's about them creating the magic as opposed to the coach creating any magic. And so it's a very humble and authentic approach to the work. Um, I respect that. I admire that. I'm drawn to it. And, you know, you and I had a, a great chat on your balcony uh, overlooking the ocean, and I think um, we found some commonality in, in philosophy. So let's let's start with um, just give people kind of a sense of what not what you accomplished I think I covered that you knocked it out of the park anytime you wanted to and in once you discovered and learned some things about network marketing but what did you learn philosophically about your time building as a network marketing leader what did you you know once you like stepped away from it and retired what in looking back what did you learn from that experience about the philosophies and the magic and the challenge what did you walk away with well the first thing that I discovered uh, on it is two that really, question really has two parts there's the the overview over you know companies or teams and then there's the individual so I, what I'd really love to share first is what I discovered about individuals. Um, you know, I think what's really uh, interesting and needs to be uh, noted here is in your great book, and it is a great book, by the way, Mark 2 with your hair on fire, and you were uh, so humble in that book and sharing that you resisted taking in Think and Grow Rich. And, but you surrendered, which is really what it's all about, right? <laughs> it's surrendered. The illusion of control. Well, my, anyway. <laughs> my, my way wasn't seemed to working very good. <laughs> right. Well, that's part I, of that's I was so beating, beating the business with a club. Yeah, that's really the big thing is, that you, you folks, no matter what you're doing, um, you've got to be honest with yourself. You've got to be brutally honest and simultaneously not judgmental. 
finding out flaws or shortcomings in yourself is tremendous news because it's, oh, this is what I need to correct. This is what I need to improve. And that's really what it's all about. But anyway, what I discovered, uh, because I was uh, trained by W. Clement Stone, who made Napoleon Hill rich and famous of the Think and Grow Rich. He was neither rich nor famous till he met Stone. And he told me that Think and Grow Rich was an exercise. It wasn't a book. And, of course, I was 22, and I knew everything. So that landed on deaf ears. But it did stick. It was in there. That seed was in there. And since 1993... Um, we've taken a totally different approach. Uh, you know, after the failures, I went back to Think and Grow Rich and read it and did it as an exercise. And the one thing that I would say is really important that I found about individuals to help them help themselves turn their life and business around, and that's the key here. We don't get wealthy or make money in network marketing and then become a better person. We become better, Okay. We become uh, more skilled. We become more honest. Uh, is basically you become those things and, and, and the money and the relationships and all that will follow. But basically what I found, uh, Richard, over and over, and you see it a lot in the networking industry as well as direct sales companies, is why. Why are you doing the business? And um, we're adamantly opposed to that question because what I saw in 25 years of asking people to jot down what they want and just can't work with yourself or anybody else until you know what you want. And when you ask people why they're doing the business, invariably 8 out of 10, 9 out of 10, or 10 out of 10 things on that list, it, to the trained eye, is really what they don't want. They want to get out of debt. They want a better car. They want to be able to fire their boss. They, they want to be able to be home with the kids. And all some of those things are framed really nicely, but if you look closely at it, it's not what they want to achieve on this planet. It's not their dharma. It's not their purpose. So there's no passion. And somebody's got to tell people this, so I might as well be the one, okay? If you're stuck on credit card debt, for example, and you've had credit card debt for five years and you think you're going to get involved in direct sales and network marketing and wipe out that debt, you're either on drugs or you need to be because you've learned to live with it. And that is not a goal. If you look closely at people's why statements or their goal statement, have someone with a keen eye that really understands the master key system or really understands uh, Think and Grow Rich, the real principles behind it, and make sure that what's on there is not what you want to accomplish, like get out of debt and get a new car and fire your boss or get – or get your husband or wife home with the kids. Those are all wonderful things that need to be celebrated, but they're all based in security, and all security is coming from a poverty mentality. What we want to know, Richard, what anybody needs to know about themselves is what is your purpose? What do you want to achieve? So let's say all that stuff's taken care of. What would you do with your life? And this is where the real champions. I mean, we look at network marketing, we saw a lot of people making a lot of money, but we didn't like the way that we were, they were living. I mean, admired their accomplishments and all that, but they were talking to people about working the business part-time, and they were all working 15 hours a day. I didn't see the point in that. The successes that we had the last three runs we made at network marketing, we built in less than a year without hurting anybody into anything. You know, we left the ones intact that we had built. 
and built them in less than 12 hours a week because we went outside the industry like you have, Richard, and learned from experts how to be better, not try to do something that really wasn't working a little bit better. So basically, I, what I've discovered about people that become heroes in their own lives is they're willing to have that great conversation, and it's a beautiful conversation. And most of them don't know. What do you want? I mean, why are you here? What's your dharma? What's your purpose on the planet? Do you really want on your gravestone? Harry was a really great guy. He paid his credit cards off early, and he bought a new car, and he had a two-week vacation. I mean, is that really a life? Those are wonderful things to accomplish, and, and I can promise you that when you decide what you really want out of this planet, what you really want to contribute to this planet, where you really want to make your mark in greatness, and I want to say something about greatness in a minute, when you find that, then you have found that one thing. I don't remember that movie, City Slickers, but um, that was a key turning point for a lot of people on our team. We show them all that video our teams and, and, and the sessions that we run now where Jack Palant says to Billy Crystal, he says, you know what the secret of life is? And he holds up his finger and Billy Crystal says, your finger? And he says, no, one thing. You find that one thing and everything else don't mean shit. And I think that's so important to understand that's on a blue-collar level, on, an, on, a, on a more intellectual level. We can look at the Greeks. It's really interesting about the ancient Greeks is when somebody died, they didn't do a eulogy, Richard. What they asked was one simple question. Did he have passion? And I'm asserting that what I found out is most of the people's, you know, what's your why, read your why until you cry and all that stuff, and what's your goals, they're not something that evoke passion in people. They just aren't. What do you want your life to look like? And I want to get back to this word greatness. Um, you've got to break away from the culture that you live in or their ideas of what great is. You know, we, we, we think baseball players are great or movie stars are great. They're not. I'm not saying they're not great people and what they do isn't wonderful. But our idea of what great is is really askew. Define great, and our definition for greatness is greatness is doing the best that you can with what you've been given and then pouring that best into gifts to others without expectation of reciprocity. It's all about uh, giving. And so that's what I found on an individual basis that holds people back or breaks people through. And Hanel actually in the master key system makes it clear, and so did a little carpenter from Galilee, and so did a little uh, uh, the Buddha. They all said the same thing, basically. You know, Hanel put it in pretty simple language for today. The reason that people have problems today is they're ignorant of their own true interests. And I think sitting down and figuring out what you really want your life to say on this planet, not to glorify yourself by self-glorification, but to give to other people and understand that the universe is going to reward that. And it may come in ways that are very unusual and different, which is really what's happened for us. So, the, so that's what I found for the individual, Richard, that is, is, has a determination to break through is they're in touch with their dharma or their purpose, which is much bigger than taking care of the other stuff. And I'll promise people this. You find that one thing, 
and you go after it and you dedicate yourself, you'll be following your bliss. You'll never be discouraged. You know, obstacles will be, oh, boy, isn't this great. You have a great attitude towards them. And all that other stuff, the, the credit card debt, getting into a better house or getting into a nice relationship, whatever it is, they all just happen automatically because once you have purpose and you're moving towards something bigger than yourself, committed to the subculture or cultures that you live in for their good without expectation or glorification, those things just happen. Does that make sense? In the zone, um, just become like a magnet for everything good that is aligned with your values and your vision. You you speak to it, Mark, in a um, in a beautiful, passionate, powerful way that I think is going to cause a lot of people listening to this interview to want to know more about how you lead that, how you how you create that in people. So tell us about um, the Mastermind Alliance. Tell us how that program works and some of the success stories that have come out of it. Well, the Mastermind Alliance is actually, um, that's actually what it is, and you know from reading Hill that no one makes it without a mastermind. So let me throw another one out here to stir up some duty out there. All, you know, these mastermind events, folks, they're not real mastermind events. They're basically pitch fest. The mastermind is two or more people working in perfect harmony for a definiteness of purpose, okay? So the Master Key Mastermind Alliance, actually, the way that I discovered that was I finally surrendered, like yourself, Richard. Um, You know, unlike you, I carried that book with me for over 20 years before I finally put it to work. And I became obsessed with how did Napoleon Hill, this 21-year-old hillbilly that hadn't worn shoes, how did he know what to ask these 500 or so people that Carnegie, the richest man in the world at the time, gave him a letter of introduction to and no money to support this research? As he said, if I do, then it'll be invalidated, right? You've got to find the secrets and apply them. Well, I became obsessed, and as it turns out, that Carnegie at that initial meeting with Hill gave Hill and Els uh, the master uh, key system. And so it's 24 lessons in there, in there, and we go over one lesson a week. And it is a, it, it, a lot of people go into cultural shock when they first get involved in the course, which is a, which is a whopping one dollar. Um, you know, it's really about paying it forward, which is people have an option to do. So, for anybody that wants to get involved this September, the end of September, your tuition has already been paid for by previous members, which speaks to the success because this year we'll be able to take in uh, almost two and a half times as many people because we've been able to expand the staff because of people that decided the value they got out of this, they wanted to pay it forward. But that's another story. The master key system is a total demarcation uh, from self-help. You know, self-help is sort of a self-help book, if you will, is sort of an oxymoron. If it's self-help, why is somebody else helping you? If you did it yourself, then you didn't need help. I mean, as George Carlin said, it might be a good idea if we all used the language that we agreed to. So one of the things that I discovered, um, if I may, may, may I may I tell a little short story here? Yeah, please do. Okay. 
Well, it's a story, um, and this oh, is what it's God. really all about for us. It's actually the story of what's known as the uh, Golden Buddha, and it seems that many, many, many years ago, in the 15, late 1400s, uh, the Burmese were going to invade Thailand, and this one village had this huge, larger-than-life, uh, solid gold Buddha that was in nine pieces. And so they were afraid it was going to get plundered, so they covered it with cement and stucco and sticks and so forth. And sure enough, these case funds rolled in, and they didn't see any value there, and they occupied it for over 100 years, that area. Well, years later, a young monk is out there by this Buddha, and a small piece of the uh, cement chips off. And he says, see something shining. He says, oh, my gosh, the Buddha's golden, the Buddha's golden. And he runs back to the monastery, and he says, the Buddha's golden. They come out, and they chip it all away. See, Richard, they had forgotten, because it had been so long, that this golden Buddha was underneath the stucco. Now, what's the metaphor? Well, we're born golden. We're born being connected to all truth. You were conceived in love. You were brought forth with a purpose and, and to be a fearless victor, not a fearful victim. And so what we do, in a, but what happens is by the time we're five, six, seven years old, you know, we get conditioned. This is what little boys do. So little girls do. So Asian kids do. So black kids do. So white kids do. And so we get conditioned to sort of believing that we're something else. The school systems today are a perfect example. You go to school, Richard, and they say, you can be anything you want to be, Richard, but you better follow the rules and behave like everybody else or we're going to kick you out. And we don't realize that we start to believe the conditioning that we've had. When we're young, two, three years old, we are, our, our thirst, our curiosity, our sense of discovery is so magnificent, but it gets beat out of us, and we end up believing we're like the stone Buddha until something happens in our life, a divorce, a loss of a business, whatever it happens to be. But the master key Mastermind Alliance does is try to help you help yourself chip off that and discover this dynamic power that's in you. Now, it's not about power over people because that's glorification. This power is the power behind everything, and you can access this power by getting rid of it, realizing the truth of being that you're this wonderful, magnificent, dynamic, golden child. Now, a lot of Hanel's work came from Wallace Waddles, who made the case there are no common people. We're all intended to grow, but most of us end up living a life of conformity. This is what I love so much about network marketing. It actually gives people a chance to see their own BS and crack through the cement. But fundamentally, one of the things that we do very, very differently, and we're adamant about it, and we're going through right now the process of training 40 guides, is that when people join, they get a guide. There's a two-to-one guide to student ratio to guide them through. But here's the key. This is about self-discovery. It's about reclamation. It's a story that's over 4,000 years old. And I'll give you that proof in a few minutes. But fundamentally, at its very core, is uh, the Master Key Mastermind Alliance that we run, is that the best influence is no influence because all these self-helpers and gurus, well, that's just more cement. You know, Harry's Eight Ways to Wellness, Johnny's Six Steps to Building a Successful This or That. 
It's just more cement. And until you find out who you really are and that you have access to infinite ideas, the realm of divine ideas, infinite energy and infinite wisdom, and you've always been connected to that, and the goodness in you is extraordinary, until you get in touch with that, the rest of it is just exchanging who you really are for symbols that other people have told you are important to try to draw your identity out of. So the first thing that we try to do is let people know, and we're adamant with the, with the guides. We don't call them trainers. We're not training people. They're training themselves in this 26-week course that takes about an hour uh, to an hour and 10 minutes a day for people seven days a week. And there's a reason for that. Um, Hanel points out, and so did the master teacher, and so did Buddha, and so did Hanel, and, and so did uh, James, and so did Disraeli, all of them, uh, that there's two worlds. There's the world within and the world without. And the circumstances in our life are a reflection of the thoughts that we actually hold, not the ones that we say we hold, not the ones that we'd like to think that we hold, not the ones that we tell other people we hold, but the conditions in our life are an absolute perfect reflection of what we really believe because all decisions are made by the subconscious mind. And if you really think about it, um, most courses and so on and so forth, they're geared towards what we call the third box. There's four boxes, thought, uh, belief, action, and results. And you hear the phrase massive action, take action, do this different. All that's sitting on a person who has not been successful Massive action isn't really going to do anything. It's not going to change anything unless you change the internal blueprint, which is caused by thoughts that you have, charged with a feeling, that becomes a belief, and that's the seed of habit. So what we do in the, in the, in the course, Richard, is keep our hands off. The best uh, influence in, in self-discovery is no discovery, but we can find their truth of being, find their own voice, Find that one thing, follow their bliss, have passion, and all the nonsense, all the little dramas and relationships and money, they vanish once you tap into that power. As long as you utilize that power, and Hanel says it in three words, which are great, success is service. And I think that, that's, um, I think that, that, pretty, much, that pretty much sums it up. So what we do is we challenge people for six months and say, you know, if the world within creates the world without, right, then why wouldn't you put an hour a day into the world within? <laughs> I don't have the time because I'm too busy trying to maintain the world without, which they would tell you secretly they're not satisfied with. Uh, we believe that Roe is right, that most <laughs> people are living lives of quiet desperation, but most people will get a little bit defensive about it. So that's really the essence of it is to help people challenge themselves and put them back in school for the greatest adventure on the planet, and that's to meet this magnificent, dynamic, dynamo that's inside that's been whispering to them for years. Did you know it's actually a scientific fact that there are more messages sent from the heart to the brain than the brain to the body? but we don't listen to our hearts. So that's what we try to help people understand is and in, in get in touch with that voice inside that's infallible and, and, and has a unique gift or gifts that only they can deliver 
that their cultures or subcultures either that they've already penetrated or will penetrate has a need for, they'll be seen as heroes, and as a result of that, they'll be rewarded. It's really that simple. Does that make sense? Well, I think to this, we get a deep dive on the the quality and the intellect and the uh, the massive amounts. I mean, you've just mastered this conversation, Mark, and um, beautiful stuff, really powerful, dead on. I'm curious, as I imagine people are listening, uh, tell us exactly how the program works. Somewhere I read that there are over 500 podcasts or bloggers that mm-hmm. – um, have have talked about their results in this program, something yeah. like eleven thousand posts or something. Tell us about how exactly like how does the program work? And okay, it's six months. It's every day. Uh, and what kind of success does it produce for people? Well, this is another thing that we're really pleased. I'm really pleased that you asked that. Um, you know, one of the 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 we have a real beef with the self help industry, but it's a good beef because the world is perfect as it is. And folks, you can listen to all the Zig Ziglar and Jim Rohn and Tony Robbins and God bless them all uh, talking about attitude. But there's one thing that'll determine your attitude, and it'll be effortless for you. And that is, you have you either see the world one of two ways: make the right decision. The world is perfect yet incomplete, or it's decaying and you can't think that there's stuff wrong all over the world and you're fighting against all that. So um, that's one of the things that people experience. And one of the things that you'll, the self-help industry um, does about $11 billion a year in the United States. Yet what we, what we see from all these alleged gurus and life changing courses, which are all blah, 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 you know, Louise's four factors and, the, you know, the four questions and Harry's seven steps, all that kind of stuff, you know. God bless them. They're trying to do their best. We love them, okay. But the model is faulty because it's based on something that can't possibly work, and that is more external information about getting uh, rid of it. So one of the things that we do is uh, people, is, is rather than provide one or two anecdotal successes like you'll find, with most of the stuff, you can see one or two quotes on a book out of gosh knows how many people took it. Um, we actually survey people every week. And I want to talk a little bit about happiness. There's been some magnificent work done by Sean Aker on happiness. And when people are happy, Richard, they are 37% more effective in sales in two-thirds of the time. Their relationships are better. Their health is better because when we're happy, something really interesting happens. Endorphins get released, which we all know makes us feel good, but what people do not know about endorphins, or most people don't know, and I discovered for myself through this research, is that the learning centers fly open, and people learn almost 70% faster. It is a total lie that your IQ is set for life. So one of the things that we do is we have exercises that people do with their mind, and we do influence them to engage in the exercises, things to do with their mind, but don't influence them about what to think. And in taking surveys, we have 93% of the people 
that have taken the course are happier, period. They're more effective on their job. They feel better about themselves. Their health is improving. They're losing weight. They're quitting smoking, and they're doing all of it, key word here, effortlessly, effortlessly. So instead of a couple of anecdotal stories, you can go read as many as you want. One of the requirements to maintain your scholarship is to blog each week. And at uh, Master Key Experience, you can go read about the guides or you can, their stories, or you can read about, there's about two, two, I don't know, 250 up there now. There'll be another 400 last year's classes all going up over the next two weeks. We're redoing the site. But what I strongly suggest people do is pick one or two of them out, and instead of watching the boob tube or surfing the Internet or, you know, texting their brains out, do yourself, give yourself a gift and find one or two of these people on the site and read their story from week one through week 26 where they blogged every week. And you'll probably come across a couple that quit, and they all quit for the same reason. They've heard the call of the hero's journey. They've been heralded for something greater in their life, and they just haven't stepped up. Uh, but of the people that finish the course, that stay with it, that answer the call to greatness, to greatness, 93% um, of them uh, claim week in and week out they feel happier every week, which means they're learning faster, they're more effective on their job, and they literally become contagious happiness machines, creating random acts of kindness on a regular basis and living in a state of gratitude, which they learn through their own experience that gratitude is a cause. It's not an effect when something good happens. You become the cause of gratitude. So um, this, is, this we're very, very proud of because you won't find that in anybody in any other program in the world where they say 93% of the people are happier. And the other 7%, it's just not over yet. Everything works out in the end, and if it hasn't worked out, it's just not the end yet. Okay. Well, it's meant to be. Uh, you can't make everybody happy. And does this, does it, when I was on Kauai, you had a large group of people there for right. some kind of annual event. Is that, how's that right. tied to it? Yeah, that's a retreat that we had. Um, we had people come all uh, there were people here from, um, I'm going to say 16, I want to say 17, I'm going to say 16 different countries from all over the world, and it was a, a four-day retreat, which next year's will be five, and we send them, uh, you know, it's some sessions, self skull sessions in the morning, and then adventures in the afternoon. It's, it's, it's a retreat. And i got to tell you, we also had, uh, our annual Go90 Grow uh, live event here, which is sort of a customer appreciation. And we teach, we teach them the, the, the real key to network marketing, which is how to build a business in 12 hours a week. Now, I know that owners of companies don't like to hear, don't like to hear that. But, um, no, I'm just kidding. But, um, you know. I do. Yeah, we, we, we well, the, the point is, is, you know, I, I got a little weary of leaders talking about how people can make it part-time and they're all working full-time. And I said to the fabulous Davey, if we can't make this work in 12 hours a week, then I'm just going to – I know how to make two, 300 grand a year's hustle and insurance. That's no big deal. I said, you know, and I have to deal with people, right? <laughs> you know, just, just a couple of customers right. a month. So, um, 
we we started to examine the way networking was taught and, and uh, um, you know uncovered or unearthed some pretty old principles and put them in play and then built a system uh, like yourself. I know you're very familiar with Deming. We use Deming rather than Harry, who's made thirty thousand dollars. You know, because Harry might be making thirty thousand a month, but how many hours is he working? And can I look Betty Lou in the eye and say I can show you how to double your income in one to two years or two to three years? I love your four-year plan, by the way. It's about as good an explanation of networking as I've ever seen. But anyway, um, that's basically, um, you know, what, what we're about on these retreats is it's customer appreciation. It's a celebration. But to be around these people that went through the master keys, you know, we took them all on a, out on a, a, we had to take two boats, you know, 90 people or 100 people on two boats and sailed Nepali and all that. And the masterminding that took place here and the friendships and business partnerships that were formed with people was just, it was bewildering to be around people that believe in themselves. And I think that that's a, a key that I'd like to talk about if I could. Yeah, please do. Well, um, I know you have that um, MLM hero, and uh, I was listening to Simon Chan, who is terrific, Margie. Yep. And uh, Matt, and um, uh, don't you just love Matt? Matt Morrill. <laughs> yeah, he's just terrible. Yeah, yeah he, you know, before he, before he finally found the right company, but he made it anyway. Most people, folks, you should listen to those, but I want you to listen for what they don't say. Most people listen and they compare themselves, finish, you know, figuring, boy, if I could just do, I, could, I should be able to do one-tenth of what Matt does, or I should be able to do one-tenth of what Simon does, and they think their life's going to be better. But I want you to listen again uh, and identify what, what they haven't said. A simple example, Simon talked about being on the Long Island Expressway before, I think, 6.15 in the morning after he had worked out. Folks, he had that work ethic. Margie, you can hear it in her voice, you can hear it in her language, uh, about other people that she believed in herself and that believed in himself. So I'm going to tell you what they had in common, and this is what heroes have in common, whether they're in or not in network marketing. Okay, the first thing they did was they sponsored a top earner. They sponsored themselves. They had faith in themselves. Now, one of the things that we share in the Master Keys uh, and it comes from Waddles, and Hanel rifted off Waddles, right, Wallace Waddles, is there are no common people. And in this environment that you want to create in your mind, uh, this healthy environment in your mind, is the idea of equal faith. You see, everybody has as much faith as Simon did that he was going to make it. wasn't any question in Matt's mind and no question in Margie's mind, Okay. Folks, I want to tell you they had faith in themselves, and that's why they were successful. Okay? That's what you don't hear on there. Here's the important thing. You have exactly and precisely the same amount of faith as Simon, the same amount of faith as Rich, uh, Richard, the same amount of faith as, 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 as Matt. Well, what do I mean by that? When well, you say, well, I don't really have the faith that Richard has. Well, yeah, you do. You've placed it in the idea that you don't have the faith that he does. We all have equal faith. It would be preposterous for the creator or universal mind, whatever you want to call it, 
you know, uh, gave us control not over five things, not over three things, not over ten things, not over twenty things, over one thing. We, you know, the, the, the argument about all men and women being created equal long time, we are all created equal on one thing. We all have control, the ability, the privilege, the honor to control our own thoughts. And that means if you control your thoughts, you tend to control your beliefs, and that's going to create different actions, which are going to create different results. They have faith in themselves. Because here's the hard reality. Your achievement level in any venture, wherever you want to be heroic, your achievement level is preset before the application is submitted. It's really that simple. And why is that? Because the subconscious mind makes all the decisions. So you have to get in there, not use bumper stickers. You know, it's not your aptitude, it's your attitude that determines your altitude and, you know, uh, don't quit and, you know, be persistent and all that kind of, all that kind of stuff is really just nonsense because it's just more cement on the golden Buddha that I referred to. You have to build this belief in yourself by understanding that you already have within you access to this power, the realm of divine ideas, uh, infinite energy, infinite love, and infinite uh, ability to serve other people for the greater good. And so you need to change the blueprint. We call that the blueprint. The blueprint is our belief system. You know, Disraeli said that uh, 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 men are not the creatures of circumstances. Circumstances are the creatures of men. Alan said, you are what you think about all day long. Uh, The master teacher said, according to your faith, be it unto you. And I'm here to assert to anybody with an open mind that we all have exactly the same amount of faith. It's just a question of where we place it. And once you decide that you have that freedom, then what you need to do is go to work on the world within. And you'll find out that W. Clement Stone, uh, who made Hill rich and famous, like I said earlier, was right. Folks, I can't even begin to tell you because I lived two lives, one struggling for every nickel and dime, and one where everything came easily. It takes so much less energy to succeed than it does to fail. It takes so much less energy. Uh, and, and that all gets down to one thing. Are you serving the greater good, or are you worried about your paycheck? That's it. Does that make sense, Richard? Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I think you can relate to this, that um, there's a nexus point, um, sort of a rite of passage. It's an instant epiphany. It it happens for all people that break through and discover success in network marketing. But I think at some point they reflect back on the months or probably the years that they spent struggling, and then they they compare it to what life is like today, not because they're making more money, but what life is like today as a networker. What are they doing as a networker? Who are they being? What are they thinking about? How are they relating to other people? And, you know, it's easy for people to say, well, you do all those things more gracefully when you're making ten or $20,000 a month. Uh, and, you know, to somebody that doesn't understand what we're talking about here, they, that, that's, that might sound true, but the, the actions are – whether there's money there or not, the action is the same. 
And what people will reflect back on is, oh my gosh, I can't believe how difficult I made this. I can't believe how much I struggled. <laughs> you know, people say it's, you know, this is network marketing is hard work. It's hard work until you get it, yeah. until you have that epiphany, until you have that breakthrough. And then you understand that it's work. It's beautiful work. It's fun. It's yep. natural. It's easy. It's, uh, and it's just a set of distinctions that you get. And it's, you know, I, I liken it. I, I think I've heard you talk about this too. It's like learning to ride a bicycle. And what you're seeking as a youngster is the distinction balance. And, you know, how do you get balance? Well, you don't get balance by not crossing over the line and crashing and burning, you know, maybe quite a few times. And, you know, you, then you start to notice when you get close to that line of out of balance and you make some maneuver to get back in balance and then maybe you overcorrect, which people do all the time in, in network marketing. And then at some point you just get it. You just get that distinction balance. Right. And there's a lot of distinctions that you get when you're a natural and powerful and, and natural networker. But when you have those distinctions, being a professional network marketer is effortless, like you say. And you reflect right. back on the, on the times that you spent working so hard and so many hours and, you know, it's just a grind and you're tense and it's no fun. And, uh, you know, that's what people need to get through and they need to get through quickly because, Nobody can withstand that kind of grind forever. Well, you know, one of the things, yeah, one could one could argue that they're addicted, and the science would prove this out if, and they'll see it in the Master Key course, not just for networkers but in any business. Um, they're physically addicted to being fearful victims rather than yes. answering what we like to call the, the the call, and I think it's appropriate uh, if it's okay with you to talk a little bit about Joseph Campbell. Because I think that's yeah. what you're what you're describing. Well, Joseph Campbell was the difference maker in our networking uh, business. I didn't like the way people were approached. By the way, I watched a little video of you showing people how to give your great little book here um, a big value for your career. The di distinction between giving it to a waitress and a dentist. I thought that was just wonderful, just common sense. And, you know, it's easy. And when people hear you, as I was hearing it, I knew what you were going to say next because it's natural and it's organic and it's just common sense. The question is, how do we get there? Do we get there by getting a paycheck, a bigger paycheck or a pin level? The answer is absolutely not. Because let me tell you one of the flaws of network marketing companies and direct sales in general and life in general is they keep moving the goalpost. What does that mean? Well, you hit a silver. Well, when are you going to hit gold? And when you hit gold, you'll be happy. Hit gold, when are you going to hit platinum? And when you hit platinum, that's great. You should feel good. When are you going to hit diamond? And then there's 11 different degrees of diamond. If happiness is on the other side of the goalpost and they keep moving the goalpost, you're never going to be happy. You need to be happy now. You need to understand that you're sitting on a gold mine and you are golden, and you don't even need any tools to get it. You just need to show up as the hero that you were intended to be. So Joseph Campbell changed everything. We changed our approach. But Joseph Campbell was a scholar, not a network marketer for sure. <laughs> uh, from, and anyway, he wrote a book, um, and he's been known for 
uh, the hero's journey. And what Campbell became fascinated when he was a boy uh, about the Native American, and that led into a fascination, and he found his bliss with studying cultures all over the world. Richard, 4,000 years of studying myths, myths that were central uh, to a culture's uh, development, in other words, what the shaman or the wisdom would share. And, uh, you know, with, and we probably, Kung Fu is one of those, you know, he's having the conversations and the shaman is sharing the lessons with him in the form of questions. So in the hero's journey, what Campbell noticed was every single one of these, whether they were about hunt farming tribes in South America or herding tribes in Asia, these myths were virtually identical. Protagonist and antagonist different? Absolutely. But the reality is the core was exactly the same. And it's when someone, it's when someone matures and leaves the social reactive life, they get heralded, they get called, and they are in essence, quote unquote, and it wasn't written about in the Bible for the first time, they're born again. In other words, they reclaim this wonderful dynamic spirit that they are. They walk away uh, from the nonsense, from the world's idea of what makes them successful, and they decide for themselves. And so if you're, on, if you're listening to this call, if you're plugged into network marketing, what's really nice is, uh, sadly, about 10 to 20% of the people in the world are not genetically predisposed to want to improve. You are. And you're, you're, what you really hear, you are. You wouldn't be on this call if you weren't. You'd be watching reruns of Everybody Who Loves Rape, right? You know, um, what, what we need to know about Campbell is he pointed out to us that Americans and worldwide, in the world in general, as a matter of fact, spend billions of dollars a year on movies and books uh, and entertainment. And what are they doing? They're trying to live vicariously through their heroes, you know, the, the hero in the movie, the hero at the ballpark or whatever. And this is kind of sad. Um, but you've been called. You know, if you're on this call, you've been called to do something great. And network, and this is when we cross from the life we know, the conditioning that we've had. You know, I talked about it earlier with little boys, girls, little girls do. You better follow the rules and all that. And it's not that we want to become a contrarian to what's going to be socially acceptable, but we no longer draw our value on what other people think and fundamentally decide this is who I am. This is what I want my life to say. This is how I want to help affect other people and help them affect other people's lives. And what a great vehicle network marketing is for that. But the bottom line is it's about understanding um, that you step from the life you know into the unknown. And when I first started to study Campbell back in the 90s, I said to Davine, oh, 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 I just found out why network marketing works, and I just found out how it will work better. She said, what do you mean? I said, we're talking to people on their job, you know, to have a job or whatever, and we're asking them to step into the unknown. And we've got to encourage them that it's going to be okay by showing them what to do. We've got to help them understand that they can have more and not pay their credit card debt off or this or that, but something big in their life, something important, something they really treasure. And that's when networking got easy for us, Richard. And, and then the money flowed after that, and every place we went, it flowed easier and easier. I mean, at one time we were collecting decent-sized checks from five different companies because it was easy, exactly what you said. And, and just like yourself, 
I couldn't believe that that information was there all the time. Every story that everybody has ever heard that's listening to this call, every scripture story, every movie they've ever seen, every book that's ever been written at its very core has exactly the same story. Our hero, usually reluctant, is called or heralded, if you will, to do something greater and must step into the unknown. Now, for some people that's scary, but let me throw a little Chopra at you here. There is no wisdom in what you know. If you want your life to improve, you don't have to get some big statement, you know, if you want things you've never had, you've got to do things you've never done. It doesn't have to be that big. You just have to embrace the idea that nothing is going to change as long as we stay with what we know. I want to encourage people to plug into these calls, to listen for what isn't said. Listen to the conviction in their voice. Are they pitching you something or are they convicted about where they're at? Really distinguish because inside you is a BS meter and you know what it is and it's really easy. Do they herald you? Do they speak to your heart? Even if it's a, a, what they're talking about doesn't have anything to do with you, you can tell when somebody's done what Richard's done, which is found his purpose. When they find their purpose, everything does get easy, and the things that other people think are hard, they're just like, they're nothing, it's nothing to it. It's nothing to it. You know, the lines collapsing, distributors, betrayals, eh, it's no big deal. It's all part of the adventure. It's fantastic because you know that you know that you know that you're already successful, like Simon, like Margie, like Matt, like Richard. They already know, and it isn't because of what they did. It's because of who they became, which isn't changing into somebody else, but regenerating that dynamic, love-driven, service, missionary spirit that's in all of us. And, and what Campbell found in his study, this is fantastic, is that the one thing that people are seeking out of life is an authentic connection to another human being. And I realized that that was true about me too. And we cannot have that authentic, real, genuine connection okay, until we find our authentic self, which is a lot more than what the government, the schools, and the financial institutions <laughs> and the advertisers want you to believe that are going to play on your fear and on your, on, on your unworthiness. And don't have to buy that nonsense anymore. Believe in, your, believe in yourself by discovering uh, and answering the call to the hero within. Does that make sense, Richard? It makes sense that if I had an hour commute every day, I would listen to your message all the way to work and all the way home. And I would imagine in 30 days, I'd be manifesting an entirely different, different life. You, you, you orate it beautifully, Mark. You're incredibly well read. And, um, one of the things that I can sense about you is, you know, you're not necessarily one of these people that entertains themselves or edifies themselves by reading a book a week, but you've grabbed some books that are meaningful and moved you and you've mastered them. And I, I just believe wholeheartedly and gosh, if you just mastered five books in your whole life so that you could, stand up and teach them for an hour or two without any notes, your life would transform. And you've got tremendous mastery. We're at time, which 
only must leave people wanting for more, which is an excellent marketing strategy if we, if we were selling anything. So tell these people if they want to connect with you, if they want to follow you, uh, how do they find you on social media, what's your website, what's your address there in Kauai, if, they're, you know, if they want to go spend some of the colder weeks of the sure. winter hanging out at your house. Yeah, 3928 Uli, U-L-U, Ali. A-L-I-I. Richard was here. You're being great footsteps. Tom, Tom, Tom Bigel was here before that, but come on over. Uh, we overlooked the ocean and the coffee fields, and come on over. We'll buy you coffee. Um, the Master Key Experience, it's masterkeyexperience.com. Um, they'll actually, when you get there, um, free download, no upsell, okay? We're, we're not big fans of the upsell. Um, uh, is um, with seven days to change your life. It'll put you on a mental diet for seven days. Hardest darn thing you'll ever do in your life. Most rewarding thing you'll ever do in your life. So you can grab that, and that'll get you on the early notification list for the Master Key Experience itself which is a couple of videos that come out in September. You make a scholarship application. That's the thing that costs a, a buck. And um, the class starts on the last Sunday of September. As far as uh, network marketing skills, uh, you can hit worldsleasiestnetworker.com, a bunch of free stuff over there. You can't buy anything on that site, um, so you can go there and any of the skills that you get under free networking skills there or Go90Grow. Um, you'll see there's nothing for sale, so it's safe to send your teams there. And we'd love you to hit the blog and uh, tell us what you want to know. Because um, this business is, you know, like yourself, Richard, one of my challenges, and I think a lot of people have it, uh, like yourself and Kimmy, um, is, you know, we almost have an unconscious competence and we need to be reminded of the, the things that people are a little uh, str struggle with. You know, one of the things we always like to tell people is successful rep, which is what I got from you, and I wanted to blow a little smoke up your skirt because it really stuck with me, your body language and everything in the little video that you did over here. Um, you talked about people keeping their word. And, uh, and you know, so I, that's just so important. And it's so important that you keep your word to yourself. If you say you're going to make 10 calls, make them, okay, no matter what. Anyway, the successful rep simply does, whether they feel like it or not, the things that the unsuccessful rep makes a conscious decision not to do. Now, the reason that I'm putting that here is you can go get all the skills on that site, but if you don't follow uh, Richard and Kimmy's example of keeping your word to yourself, you know, don't give your word if you're not going to keep it. If you, keep, if you give it, keep it no matter what. If you'll do that, you'll find a half a dozen skills over there um, that you can share with your team, nice little software, no download necessary, and no upsell, um, and make yourself some money and find your own personal Kauai. Yeah, there you go. Find your own personal Kauai. Mark right Januski, you're a gem. You're a rarity in our profession. Great integrity, great wisdom, phenomenal service and contribution you're providing people. Thanks for spending this hour with us at Bliss right. Business and all of you out there, network marketing leaders, building your empires. Go forth and multiply. Thank you all. Good night. 
Thank you for joining us on this episode of Richard Bliss Brooks Network Marketing Heroes Podcast. If you are inspired and are ready to create your own success story, then it is time to take advantage of some of the top network marketing tools available. Pick up the top recruiting tool that has prospects saying, yes, the four-year career and the four-year career for women. Get your mindset right. Without a clear vision, success is lost. Check out the best-selling book on vision, Mach 2 with your hair on fire. Learn to think like a successful person with this step-by-step -step guide on how to break through your self-imposed limitations. Mach 2 Vision Training is a 90-minute four-part video training where you get Richard to walk you through crafting your vision. It's a must for anyone looking to step outside the box and hit the ground running. For 10% off your order, use the discount code HERO at checkout. If you're serious about building your business, make sure to subscribe to Richard's blog for all the latest tools and articles. This success story is not typical. It is meant to inspire you and show you what's possible. It is not what you should expect to accomplish. Your income will depend entirely on you, your commitment, your work ethic, your leadership, and your ability to acquire customers and inspire sales leaders to join your team. Most people who start off intending to build a sales team do not maintain their motivation to continue.